Support for Think Humanities is brought to you by Spalding University's Sina Jeter Naslund, Karen Mann Graduate School of Writing. Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's story for 51 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. On February 3rd, Kentucky Humanities and the University of Kentucky College of Education Center for Professional Development will present a day-long conference called Safe Students, Empowered Educators. The conference is a program of the National Endowment for the Humanities United We Stand initiative. Safe Students, Empowered Educators will help educators combat hate-motivated violence and create programming that promotes civic engagement, social cohesion, and cross-cultural understanding, together providing teachers with tools needed to be more confident in advancing justice in the classroom and creating a more just society. Joining me on the podcast to talk more about the conference is Mariama Lockington, Research Administrative Coordinator in the Office of Clinical Preparation and partnerships at the University of Kentucky. She comes to the university with over 10 years of youth development and nonprofit leadership experience. Mariama is a writer and the author of the critically acclaimed middle grade novel, For Black Girls Like Me. And Kathleen Poole, Associate Director and Program Manager at Kentucky Humanities, who has worked on this conference since day one. And I wanna welcome both of you to our microphone And just begin with an open question to both of you, and then we'll define some of the parameters of who's having the conference and who's going to attend and that we still uh, can sign up for the conference and that sort of thing. But uh, why do we need a conference like this? Why are we addressing at this uh, time in our society uh, hate-motivated discussions and violence and conversation, that sort of thing? Mary, why don't you take a stab at that? All right, great. Well, thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm really excited about this teacher conference and workshop. Um, And I think it's such an important time right now to have a workshop like this for educators. I work, as you said, for the College of Education. Um, And especially since the the beginning of the pandemic and and all the things that have gone on over the last four years, um, teachers and educators are really looking for tools in their classrooms um, to be able to have hard conversations with young people, to be able to broker differences between young people and to create belonging in their classroom for um, students who come to their classrooms with various identities. Um, And so I think um, the first step, you know, is that we have to, as adults and educators and uh, community members, become uh, well-versed and comfortable and confident in having conversations about some of the real um, divisions that are going on in society today, some of the um, uh, racism, some of the homophobia, all of the things that uh, young people are facing, and we need to become comfortable talking about that um, to then be able to broker those conversations um, and create that sense of belonging for students. So this conference is an attempt to um, hopefully provide that space for educators to then go back and, and take it to their classrooms. And Kathleen, this grew out of a, a National Endowment for the Humanities uh, initiative uh, called United We Stand, and you've been at the uh, the forefront and the very ground floor of uh, creating uh, the conference. 
what do you remember about the very uh, beginnings of, uh, of how this idea uh, began to generate here uh, at Kentucky Humanities? Um, this is a part of a national effort with the new chairman of the National Endowment for Humanities. This is one of the things that, one of her initiatives that she wants to um, address nationwide. Hate has no place in in our society, in our class, but especially in our classrooms. And she tasked all the state humanities councils throughout the country to um, come up with programming in their schools to address this issue, to make our students, our teachers, our um, community feel safe going to the grocery store, talking about issues in their classrooms, and um, she put money behind it. So she offered all the state humanities councils funding to come up with programming in their respective states. And in Kentucky, what we decided to do is to help our teachers, because as Mariama said, there's um, our teachers are struggling with what they can do in the classroom and how they can address this issue. So we've invited some specialists in to come and give them some direction on what their rights are, um, how they can incorporate into their curriculum um, discussion topics to address these issues with their students. Mariama and Kathleen, if there's irony in this, if that's the proper way to say it, uh, we've had these issues uh, for a long time in this country. Uh, I'm not sure they've come to the surface as much as we've seen in the last uh, several months. And Kathleen, I think you will uh, remember that you began to talk about this topic when we were really addressing uh, classroom activities, uh, what children were grappling with and finding in the classroom when they were being bullied or being called names. Uh, And then we had the outbreak of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And then all of a sudden we have a a new area of discussion and conversation about one side calling the other and and all of this vitriol and the college campuses uh, still today as we record this are undergoing so much change and uh, conversation of both bad and good, Mariama. So this is an an attempt to provide the tools for educators and teachers to be able to tell uh, young people, not only high school students, but I would think older than high school students, college students (laughs) and adults, how to have civic dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this conference, um, to be clear, is for educators who are working with students who are in, you know, K through uh, K through college um, age group students. Um, so we have a lot of, you know, elementary, middle school, and high school teachers and educators who are signed up. Um, and it's it's an opportunity for dialogue. Um, it's an opportunity for collaboration for these teachers. And what we really wanted with the speakers that we're bringing in is for the speakers to provide teachers with concrete resources, tools, and examples for not just having conversations and dialogue, um, but for using um, different types of media in the classroom to promote conversation about diverse backgrounds, um, about conflicts, about difference, um, and 
to really work through maybe some of the fear um, that produces produces hate um, often uh, so that young people can recognize the humanity in each other. Um, so we're really excited. We have um, our keynote, one of our, our main keynote is Nick Stone, who is a best-selling uh, author of middle grade and young adult novels. She's also a racial and social justice advocate, and she's going to be coming and speaking um, at our lunchtime keynote with educators um, about what she's learned over the years, um, how to incorporate literature into the classroom um, as a tool for talking about um, some of these big, big topics that are so hard to talk about. Um, and I'm really excited for her to be here to share her wisdom with us. She's uh, quite well known uh, among a, a younger uh, audience, uh, an influencer, uh, uh, an author who's done quite well uh, nationally. Yes. Uh, and is coming in. I think she's a resident of uh, California. Is, is uh, she's that... actually based in Atlanta, so she's oh, not Atlanta? too far oh, from okay. us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and her, I think her most uh, well-known work is uh, Dear Martin which is a book about a, a young teen who is faced um, with some violence in his community. Um, and he begins writing letters to Martin Luther King in sort of a journal format. Um, and that piece, that work has gone really far in classrooms. Uh, teachers have often used it as a teaching tool. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kathleen, will she also be visiting a, a classroom? She is. Um, we offered um, a chance to bring Nick Stone to the classroom to the teachers that signed up um, to participate in the conference, everybody that signed up by November the 30th got to participate, um, I mean, got to uh, have an entry into um, having her come to the classroom. And a teacher from Tate's Creek, I mean, Tate's Creek High School is um, the lucky winner. So she will be visiting Tate's Creek High School um, on the Friday before the conference, and 150 of the students there will receive a free copy of her book, thanks to the Kentucky Book Festival, um, bringing in authors to the schools. Um, so they will get to hear, they actually chose to have three of her books um, presented for the students to select, and they went with Dear Justice, and Chaos Theory, and Cash Pot, where is it cash? Oh, it's jackpot. Yes, jackpot. yes, yeah. Jackpot. So yeah. three of three of her other books that they're very excited about letting the students choose from. And they will uh, be able to speak with her and and have some. They will. She'll do a presentation and, on yeah. Friday morning, and then she will meet each student individually and let them select a book and sign the book yeah. for them and talk with them. So well, that'll be a, a thrill for them and and for the teachers too, and and for the entire school system. Uh, so uh, after Nick, uh, Kathleen, if you would tell us, uh, or, or one of you, uh, either one, uh, about the other speakers that are lined up and, and sort of what the format's going to be on February 3rd. That's a Saturday, uh, and the, it's going to be an all-day conference. So, so how, how, do, what's the, how does it begin? So our opening plenary session will be presented by Dr. Christia Spears-Brown, who is here at UK. She is a um, PhD and the Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for the College of Arts and Sciences at the university. And she's focused her research on how children develop gender and ethnic stereotypes and how that process can be disrupted. Um, she has a book that was out in 2021, Unraveling Bias, How Prejudice Has Shaped Children for Generations and How We Can Break That Cycle. So she's gonna start off the conference talking about how important it is to um, 
recognize these stereotypes very young. Students have, you know, had these biases and experience them even as kindergartners and first graders. How we it can disrupt the academic um, performance. So recognizing them, addressing them very young will help them throughout their lives. What time is that? Is that that's the very beginning at nine? That's o'clock? at nine o'clock. That's the opening o'clock. plenary. Yep. And Mary, what can you tell us a little bit more about uh, about Dr. Brown and and what um, her intent might be in in her opening remarks? Yeah, I mean, I think in her opening remarks, um, I mean, I'm excited to hear them when we have them. Um, again, addressing some of the topics of her research and some of the topics that are in her book, especially about, um, you know, how at how young of an age uh, bias and stereotyping begins to happen, um, and hopefully providing our, our audience some tools um, and some resources to walk away with as well. Um, you know, we really picked speakers um, that would address a myriad of different topics that we've gotten feedback feedback from teachers that they they would like some type of dialogue or resources about um, to take back with them. Um, so our keynotes, our opening plenari- plenaries are, you know, addressing those. Um, and then the format for the rest of the day is really um, after our, our, you know, these speakers is to have sort of smaller breakout sessions um, where uh, teachers can self-select on a number of our breakout sessions um, and they'll repeat once in the morning, once in the afternoon, so that hopefully teachers can attend, uh, you know, at least a few of our our breakout sessions um, and get a little bit more sort of an intimate uh, conversation with some of our speakers. So I don't know um, if Kathleen, if you want to talk about some of those breakouts, because we were really excited about them. So we have four different breakout sessions, um, one of which, the first one is um, called Come In From The Cold, Addressing the Chilling Effect of a Politicized Environment on Teacher Speech. And um, Dr. Sarah LaCour is here at UK, also has a JD, and she will be exploring the developments in legislation in Kentucky that place teachers in an increasingly politicized and sometimes hostile environment. Um, She's going to help teachers um, figure out what they can and can't do in the classroom, but how they can how they can address this difficult position there's they sometimes find themselves in but still help their students when when the help is needed dr i mean marshall fields um, a communication broker and executive coach um, is going to talk about um, how we recognize our own biases and overcome racism and highlights the importance of understanding different perspectives to promote diversity and inclusion in the classroom. He has a number of certificates. He's, um, he's very dynamic and will um, help student, I mean, help the educators look at themselves and how they can take their own feelings and share them with their students to help students be better. And then we also have um, two uh, College of Education faculty, Dr. Rashid Flowers and Dr. Dr. Kwame Ajame, who are going to be talking about developing racially responsive sport industry leaders. Both of them are part of the kinesiology and health department and are wonderful educators and faculty members. Um, And so they're going to be talking about 
um, how classroom instructors can engage students and colleagues in other sports-related programs um, in ways that will create belonging um, and that will um, inspire sort of cultural uh, sensitivity and, and inclusion within in those industries. So we're really excited about that, um, that and then, workshop. And then Samar Johnson, who's a writer and educator and also has a, um, a music degree, um, she is going to do a workshop called Creating Connections, Providing Students with Connective Opportunities. And she, her workshop's going to in guide instructors to provide connective opportunities with students by having them engage with their curriculum and they, that they already teach in the classroom. She's going to um, use song lyrics and um, literature lyrics and try to get teachers to um, read some anonymous lyrics and see what they how it motivates them and who, what they can tell about the author and um, and then take it a step further and have them write some of their own lyrics um, that will address hate and violence as well. Um, then in the afternoon uh, from 2 to 3.30, the, the, the roundtable discussions, what do you hope to, to come out of that? Yeah, so the roundtable discussion um, section is an opportunity for our attendees to really take some of the, the golden nuggets from the day, from all of the, the workshops and our keynotes, and to put them into practice a little bit by um, self-selecting some additional topics um, and having some discussions with one another and learning for each other. So um, we're going to have a number of tables with different topics and we've engaged um, a couple, we've engaged, not a couple, we've engaged Several. a number yeah. of uh, wonderful community members, educators, faculty members who are going to act as facilitators at those roundtables. So we have everything from uh, you know, roundtables that we'll be talking about student behavior, um, supporting LGBTQ and trans students under SB uh, 150, helping immigrants, families, and students succeed, um, engaging in active listening. Um, and um, so participants will be able to self-select and visit three different roundtables for about 20, 25 minutes each. Um, they will be given a short intro, um, and then they will be given a bunch of questions to discuss amongst each other. And it's an opportunity for people to share best practices, um, to really dig into another topic that uh, they are concerned about or want to learn more about, um, and to learn and from some of our really wonderful, um, like I said, colleagues and, and educators and community members. The uh, I don't know of another conference that I'm, uh, we get a lot of emails, and we and you do too. I'm sure you <laughs> I'm get sure. and a lot of invitations to conferences around the country as well as locally. I don't know of another another conference that has uh, gotten so uh, deeply involved in addressing uh, hate and violence, and then the solutions to what one can do, what a certainly a teacher or an educator can do uh, to address that. Um, this seems to be uh, quite in-depth and uh, covers a lot of territory in, in just one day, Mariama. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was the goal. Um, you know, I think it's we're going to be surprised how fast it goes <laughs> um, and how much time we could actually spend talking about these topics. Um, but 
you know, at the College of Education and at our Center for Professional Development, this is exactly the type of programming, the type of professional development um, and workshops that we like to collaborate with um, community organizations on in order to provide to our teachers. You know, we really have an ear for, uh, you know, what they're experiencing in the classroom. We have student teachers who were training and are in our program at UK um, who are then going into the classroom and engaging with teachers who are in service. Um, and so all of this is, is meant to be a response to that um, and hopefully to foster conversation that, that will continue even beyond sort of this day workshop. But um, we think it's really vital and really important to have this space. And we've gotten a lot of interest. Um, a lot of faculty members at our College of Education have been really excited about this partnership, um, saying that it's very much needed at this time. And Kentucky Humanities is, has not done teacher workshops for many, many years. And this is a, an exciting opportunity for us to get back in working with teachers. We send a lot of, we do a lot of other programmings in schools. Um, we send Chautauqua characters to schools. We um, do primetime family literacy programs in schools. We send authors into schools as part of the book festival. Um, but we haven't really conducted teacher workshops like we are. So it's a very exciting partnership this year for us to join in um, with the University of Kentucky in the, ed in the education department. And um, we look forward to many other opportunities like this in the future. Did Kentucky Humanities um, have summer workshops at one time? I read that other councils around the country, some, not all, uh, are still having uh, trainings of some sort. Um, they use their uh, grant money from the National Endowment in that way. Did we do that at one time? We did before, before 1990. We did it in the late 80s. We had a couple of um, summer institutes. Um, I know we did one out at Shaker Town, um, but it, it takes a lot of planning. As Mariama knows, we've been planning this workshop since September, um, just for a one-day workshop and getting all of the the experts involved and committed and setting a date and recruiting the teachers. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of, of planning time that goes into it and we just do not have the expertise on our own staff to educate teachers, and yeah. so that's why we've partnered with UK, who does, who are the experts in this. Well, I could be totally wrong about this, but I'm just gonna go out on the limb and say that I'll bet that in the, uh, the 90s, the subject matter wasn't hate and violence and how to address that in the classroom. It was um, not. It used to be things like the Lewis and Clark expedition <laughs> or um, wow. Abraham Lincoln or, you know, it was it was very much for us sure. a history topic yeah. that teachers wanted to learn about. Maybe it was the Holocaust or or other subject matters like that. But this is this is much more general and this is for teachers of all backgrounds and subjects because they're all experiencing, they all have students in their classroom that are experiencing hate and violence and biases and prejudices um, about all different topics, whether they're poor, they're um, gay or bisexual, or whether they're an immigrant from a country that people just automatically think something's wrong with them. Um, and teachers don't know what they can do, and this workshop is, is to help them 
understand how they can make their students perform better and get this get this off the table as one of the blocks of what's causing the student not to be able to do well in the classroom. And I, I, I would just add, I think it's also important that students are facing a lot of this too, but also our teachers are as well. Um, so some of the workshops that are gonna address, for example, SB 150, is how can teachers advocate for their students and themselves under legislation that um, is, is prohibitive? Um, and so I think that's, that's also important too, is that this is an opportunity for teachers to hopefully feel heard and seen um, as well. Yeah, that's a, a Senate bill uh, that is being addressed uh, by a legal expert uh, at the conference uh, during that day. And uh, it's uh, quite complicated. Uh, I think he's gonna be the right one to clarify for a lot of people who don't understand exactly what's in the bill. Yeah. Um, and as you said, I think it's very, uh, uh, it's a good way to, to understand where the boundaries are, yes. what you can and what you can't say. We're going to take a short break and hear from our underwriter, but then we're going to come back and, and wrap it up in just uh, a moment. But first, uh, we'll hear from our underwriter uh, for this uh, Think Humanities podcast, and that's our wonderful friends at uh, Spalding University. Spalding University's low residency MFA in creative writing prepare students to publish, produce, and find professional success. Alumni publish books with top presses, write for television and film, and have plays produced around the country. They work as editors, professors, media professionals, content developers, and more. Writers thrive at Spalding's Naslin Mann Graduate School of Writing. Learn more at spalding.edu MFA or email schoolofwriting at spalding.edu. We've been talking about uh, a conference that uh, is going to be held on February the 3rd, uh, sponsored by Kentucky Humanities and the University of Kentucky College of Education uh, Center for Professional Development. Uh, our guest on this uh, podcast uh, have been Mary I'm Lockington. She is the uh, administrative coordinator in the Office of Clinical Preparation and Partnerships at the University of Kentucky. And Kathleen Poole is our associate uh, director at Kentucky Humanities and our program manager. And the, the day-long conference is February 3rd. Uh, KYHumanities.org will take you to our website. It is uh, all of the, the registration material uh, and I want to ask you about those numbers in just a moment, Kathleen. Uh, but uh, if you need to know more uh, about the background of the speakers, uh, the dates, times, all of that, uh, again, February the 3rd is coming right up. Uh, and you need to get registered uh, as quickly as you can. Um, and and it's, it's just going to be a, a day-long uh, activity that, that I think a lot of people will really enjoy. Now, the number of, I think we have about a hundred and where you, you want you'd like to to put 200 people in the auditorium but you can take a few more we have a few more but we will be cutting off registrations on January the 15th or 16th um, so we're trying to you know trying to get people to register right away because we do have to we are providing a free lunch and we do have to get those ordered um, Let's say that again. You're providing a free lunch. I don't think we said that before. And, and the program itself is free. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But you must register by, by the 15th. That's correct. We also um, are opening up our, our keynote address by Nick Stone 
um, to anyone that would like to come and listen to her, but you also have to register for that as well. Um, that's a separate registration just to come and listen to her talk at 11 o'clock. And she will be, um, we will be selling her book and she will be signing books after her, her talk as well. Um, so the youth, students, um, teachers, librarians, other people that are just interested in hearing her talk can register on that website as well. Um, so she's, um, she's an exciting author that um, we feel like um, teens will want to come and listen to her in person. They probably know who she is already. Yes. And, and as uh, Mary Alma said earlier, uh, quite a prolific writer uh, of a of a particular series, and uh, very popular with a with a certain audience. Yeah, and she's very active um, on social media, which I think has helped um, sort of her connect with not just young people but educators who um, are using social media in that way as well. She's done a number of one on one conversations with different uh, authors, different uh, advocates, and. Um, social justice warriors um, all throughout the United States. Um, so look her up if you're not familiar. Uh, but that 11 a.m. keynote is going to be a really wonderful opportunity, whether or not you're coming to the full conference or just want to see her speak to hear from a really, really stellar um, person. If uh, each of you had one thing to say to someone who maybe is on the fence about giving up a Saturday and coming to a, a conference like this, uh, what would be the the reason they should attend? Um, why would they give up their Saturday to come and, and be inside all day long, although it's probably gonna be terrible weather and it's a good place to be, uh, with a free lunch and a free conference and, and to learn something. Other than that, what would you say to somebody, Mary Alma? Um, I would say that sometimes I think what's happening in the world can be very overwhelming and it can be hard to figure out where to start um, and to feel like you can make any difference or change. Uh, but this is an opportunity to do something, uh, to be active um, and proactive in that. Um, so, you know, we're gonna be talking about some, some deep and some hard things, um, but I do think it will be a day of community building. Um, hopefully there'll be some fun and levity without it, within it too. And we've really crafted a program that is hopefully not just people talking at you. It's really meant to be a dialogue, um, a place where you can gather tools and where you can begin. Um, if, you're, if, if you're having trouble beginning, uh, this would be a great opportunity for you to just uh, give your Saturday in order to, to make a little bit of change. And I guess I would be a little more pragmatic about it because the first 200 um, educators that sign up get a $100 stipend to cover their travel and their a little bit of their time. We know they're worth much more than that, but that's all we can afford. But um, So to give up your Saturday, we're going to give you a $100 gift card that you can um, spend on yourself and, and or your classroom or however you wish to spend it. Um, but besides that, um, it's kind of, you know, the afternoon is a little bit like speed dating. Um, <laughs> you're going to go through some very fun topics really quickly, but seriously, um, spending 20 minutes um, on topics of your choice. And, um, and I just think that it's, it's going to be a, um, a lovely time together. Um, discussing these hard topics and and then you're going to go back and and have some concrete 
um, information and steps and activities that you can incorporate into your own classrooms. Well, you're both to be congratulated for the hard work you put into it. And uh, I think that uh, w without a doubt, it's going to be a success. It already is. Uh, and uh, I, I know there are a lot of people that are very anxious to, to get to uh, February 3rd and to listen to these speakers and to uh, to find a new way to talk about this very tough subject. So I would also like to just point out real quick that we've also had Julie Clear, um, our event coordinator, involved yes. with this. And we keep going back to Margaret. Margaret Morshredder, who's an associate senior dean for the College of Education. So when, when Mariama and I get together and have these ideas, they go, hold on, wait a minute, let's, <laughs> let's think about this. Or they give us some other ideas. So we, we've had some collaborators in this as well. And then our own marketing um, people that have, have helped us with, um, you know, um, Mary Ann has helped get the information here out Humanities, here yeah. at Kentucky mm -hmm. Humanities. And, and, and we have our, our directors of communication, uh, Beth Goins and Amanda Nelson. Uh, this, it's really it's really a wonderful collaboration. And like we've said, we've been working since September on this. Um, and so the fact that it's getting so close is really exciting. And we yeah. can't wait to meet and see everyone well, on February 3rd. So both, please get registered right yes. now. <laughs> you're both going to have to be careful. It'll be so successful, you're going to have to start planning for another conference it, next year. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's, yes. right. That's yeah. right. That's a good problem to have. Right. Thank you both. Well. Thank you. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's story for 51 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.